there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! So, Ange Postacoglu marks his century of games with a win over Hearts at Celtic Park, and Kyogo scores his 25th of the season as both sides ring the changes. Rangers run rampant in Edinburgh as Michael Beale continues his undefeated run in the league. But is it too late? Probably is. They got four last night. He said it could be double that. Well, we've got two great former players and legends, Craig Moore to my right and to my left, Andy Walker. Andy last night, Celtic, few changes and maybe not surprising, but they got the win done. Yeah, I think you're right. Just to highlight the fact that maybe both clubs had one eye on the the cup at the weekend, making a few changes. I think they'll be... Well, I think Hearts will be stronger. I, I think it's a great argument, a great debate. Will Celtic be stronger? Because the, the players that they brought in last night, they all seem to do their job. Celtic fans, what do you think then? Were they as good? And what's the situation with Maida with the injury last night for Rangers? They went to Edinburgh. Interesting that uh, both sides went behind, Greg, yeah. but uh, Rangers now love playing in Edinburgh. Well, that's right. That's two very strong performances against Hearts uh, and obviously now now Hibs. And um, look, I, I wasn't at the match, but obviously seen a lot of the commentary and seen the highlights and a lot of people saying it's it's probably the best performance in a long, long time from, from a Rangers team. Won the game in the end quite comfortably, 4-1. By all accounts, could have been double that. Uh, so look, a really, really strong performance. No coincidence for me, though, that uh, a really strong performance comes on the back of good energy in the midfield areas. Big difference, isn't it? I think so. Cantwell, and Raskin. And Raskin. Yeah. You know, again, these were kind of probably question marks and and, and players that uh, and the supporters maybe wanted to see start the cup final. Um, but look, uh, in regards to the, to the future and moving forward, uh, certainly uh, some excitement there for the Rangers supporters. Is that it? Is it gone now? Is it time to just look at the cups? You want to win every yeah. single game. Of course you yeah. do. But yeah. what, 10 games to go? Look, you will never come out in regards to anybody within range and say the league is done. Um, but you're asking me, Paul, yeah. and look, the, the league is done. Uh, there's no there's no doubt about that. Now Celtic are a home and hose. But you're right, for, for, for Rangers, in terms of you know progression, development, a cup to, to try and go and retain, they're going to look to just try and go and win uh, every football match between now and the end of the season. That's their, you know, that's Rangers' challenge, I believe. And Andy, last night, Haksabanovic back on and a terrific goal for him. And Kyogo, a special goal as well, which all came from Jota's first touch. Yeah, and I think you're going to see that between now and the end of the season. Some more goals from yeah. Kyogo. He is the man in form. Interesting to hear Ange Postacoglu talk about, come on, use him a wee bit more. He's, mm. he's making these great runs and you're not feeding him. So um, I think you'll see him score more often. And I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Haksabanovic plays a bigger part between now and the end of the season. I really like him. I think he's got great skill, great ability. He's very, very tricky to to mark. I thought he did well when he came on at the weekend against uh, St Mirren. 
and I'm sure he's still got a lot to offer this season and we'll get your teams I think for the weekend because it's all going to be about the cup and obviously Rangers have got Wraith Rovers no harm to them but more of the attention will be on Saturday sure. early kickoff because it's Hearts against Celtic and let's hear from the managers Ange Postacoglu his thoughts on last night yeah well we weren't sort of at our flow and best um, you know, we just didn't really get any to a, a really good rhythm uh, from the beginning of the game. Look, you know, obviously we made quite a few changes, which always disrupts things. Um, so I've got to make an allowance for that. And you know, there was at least you know, both our fullbacks haven't played for quite a while. And um, but you know, we, we still showed strong mentality to, to get the job done. Uh, three really good goals, quality goals were probably the highlight of the night for us. Andy, it does show you the the strength of that squad. It, is it, it must be tough for the likes of Ralston to play in Burnaby. They haven't played for ages. Yeah, and I think it's important to not just to keep them happy, but just to, to keep them fit, to keep them sharp. You might need them. Someone could be injured in an early part of the game. You need them to have a bit of game time. And to be fair, Ange Postecoglou does give a lot of players a lot of game time. A lot of people get 20 minutes, half an hour. They might play uh, the odd 90 minutes here and there. He's got uh, a really strong squad that, that seem quite happy at the moment. What did you think of uh, Robbie Nielsen's comments, the Hearts manager? Listen, we love passion in the game and it uh, must be difficult uh, when you've come to Glasgow and you've lost yeah. again. But he said uh, it would uh, take a decapitation before Celtic would get a red card well, at home. Well, a great headline, but uh, you know me, I would, I much prefer the bar to be really quite high for fouls, yellows and especially reds. I was at Livingston last night and Dave Martindale was complaining about a tackle uh, on his his man uh, Pittman. He could have been a, a a red card. It was given as a yellow, and I'm quite happy with uh, a, a good bit of leeway being shown to any player, no matter what the colour of your strip is. Decapitation a wee bit strong, though. <laughs> just a, just <laughs> a bit. You didn't you didn't just uh, condemn bit. it. So uh, it's, it's, it's maybe slightly game, it? slightly no. emotional <laughs> after yeah. after the feat. Football sure. manager getting emotional. No, What's no, happening? No, no. What's what is happening? Yeah? Come on, it's twenty twenty three. We're all supposed to be calm <laughs> all, yeah. all the time. Calm and measured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for Ange, what do you think? Uh, here's what Elsie said about the game last night. Yeah, look, um, yeah, they they were a good side, and um, yeah, obviously they yeah they were quite aggressive in the way they um they defended. It's just. Again, I just thought we didn't really make really good decisions. Um, you know, we just like stay, stay calm on the ball and composed. We just rushed a lot of things tonight that, you know, maybe it's just the, also the context of the game and the changes I made. Um, but, you know, I think we just needed to sort of settle down a little bit and control the game a bit better, which I thought we did sort of at the back end of the second half. Greg, he'll be happy overall, though, given yeah. Maida were waiting to hear. This is what he asked, uh, what he, he was asked about the injury. Yeah, it's a knock. Um, hopefully, um, Nothing too bad. Uh, obviously, it's a short turnaround, so we'll just have to see how he is for Saturday. We'll find out if he's okay for Hearts in the Cup. Yeah, look, I mean, again, he would like to. He's been, you know, fairly fortunate in regards to, you know, he's had a, a, a fit squad for the large part and uh, therefore great options in, in terms of, you know, personnel who he's been able to pick and, and everybody's went and performed. So hopefully, you know, for, 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 for Ange and for Celtic, Maida can pull up, but short turnaround. Uh, look, he probably, you know, as he touched on there, maybe lacked rhythm and getting into the way that maybe Celtic have been, um, you know, really dominant throughout the season by by being um, at it all the time. Even when you're not at it and you come away with a three-one victory, uh, it's it's not a bad bad night, Andy. You know, if that's that's you sort of like still not being it's, happy. I think it's just more evidence of how far and away Celtic and Rangers are from the rest. They're losing very few games, and especially since Michael Beale has come in, they've hardly they've dropped points against each other and uh, that's it it's been a remarkable 
run of consistency over quite a long period. Yeah. When can you remember it being as big a gulf as this between Celtic well, Rangers and the rest? If I look yep. back at games that I commentated on when mm -hmm. Craig Moore was playing and yep. some of his teammates that were up against a, I thought a special Celtic yep. side. There was a lot of a lot of money invested in, in both sides yeah. and you could mm -hmm. see the quality when you're up against uh, the likes of Larson and Sutton and Hartson yeah. Stan Petrov yeah. uh, Neil Lennon Alan Thompson uh, the, these were all top draw players and, mm -hmm. and Craig had uh, a number of similar teammates that were absolute quality Barry Ferguson yeah. of course uh, the De Boer brothers yeah. I mean mm -hmm. absolute quality Arthur Newman yeah now top I'm trying to think in terms of the yeah, the, the the time that I spent playing here and whether whether you know it was Rangers winning trophies or Celtic winning trophies for me in, in my involvement there was never really that big of a gap mm -hmm. difference wise I mean Celtic this season there, there is a gap uh, and look it, it may go on to be slightly bigger come end of the season um, what Hearts are twenty five points off Rangers I believe in yep. in third and we're talking about what a great season that that it's been for Hearts in in a clear yeah. third best but. Um, 25 points off Rangers yeah. let alone let alone first mm -hmm. spot which is another I mean they're, they're, they're yeah. streets ahead financially yeah. and of course mm -hmm. that uh, that obviously helps but I think Celtic's record in the transfer market I think has been big difference exceptionally high because they're not they're not wasting any money they've got a, a, a bit of money to spend but they're getting really good value for it Celtic fans did you enjoy it last night and what are you thinking about this weekend 08 08 17 17 700 and for Rangers fans um, probably your best performance of the season so far um, and that's according to your manager who said it could have been more yeah, that, that's the only thing I take away from tonight. We were sloppy in one moment defensively to, to go 1-0 down. Really poor for us, to be fair. Then the reaction, brilliant, but we should score more goals, maybe double what we scored. And, and that's not being disrespectful. That's what the game looked like for me. And so, yeah, like when we're playing with energy and we're playing close together and, and everyone looks like they're enjoying it, we have to keep that belief going. I think that's seven away wins in the league consecutive, which is not an easy thing to do. And uh, certainly tonight we can go home and be happy. And now we've got a big quarter-final at the weekend and, and our eyes are on that. How do you feel? I like the fact he comes out and says 4-1. Could have been double. Could, could have been. And he, he's spot on in regards to the goal that uh, they conceded. Yeah. It was very soft. Uh, I mean, OK, it was a work-free kick, but too much space in the back post. Uh, a poor one. Um, but what I really, really liked in regards to... It's, it's the third goal that I really, really liked from Rangers because... Normally at 2-1, they've kind of huffed and puffed them and, and maybe the, the, the game has kind of just finished on a knife edge still. The third goal for me showed, uh, it touches about the, the players being close together in those midfield to forward areas. There was a really good high press, forced an error uh, from the goalkeeper, poor clearance, clinical uh, in regards to the header down to Sakala, mm -hmm. who then sort of like slots it. That for me is, is, I think, what Rangers will be excited about in terms of going to put a game to bed but more importantly, good structure, being aggressive in terms of pressing teams, even away from home. That's something I think that uh, Rangers have lacked for a good period of time. That, for me, is a really good sign. Cholak did well last night, a couple of goals. Two goals, yeah. And um, Sakala, Andy, he is he's an exciting player to watch. I know sometimes you maybe he maybe doesn't know quite <laughs> what he's going to do, but he is playing his best football. Yeah, I just saw the highlights and uh, I thought maybe one of his uh, better performances for Rangers. And, um, you know, you just wonder sometimes, Craig Cholak, who is in now, you see the way Morelos has played over the last number of weeks. I wonder if that pendulum has swung again. Is he now the 
the recognised number one Cholak. Rangers yeah, fans, yeah, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, and Craig I, Moore. I, I yeah. think I think yes, and and he, he picks up a couple last night. I think uh, you know first real opportunity on the back of uh, you know an injury initially when Michael come in to go and show himself uh, his first goal. Andy, you would like you know get across that defender um, shows a willingness. He can score goals. He can score goals. He seems as if he's a good uh, person within the, the the dressing room. But more importantly, um, you know, he's able to score goals. He's fit now. Is he now the number one choice over Morelos? Clearly, I think yes. What do you think, Rangers fans? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. And would you be playing Cholak ahead of Morelos? It's beginning to look that way, isn't it? It definitely is. VAR it slowed things down a wee bit. Oh, two goals would have been chalked off last night if it'd been pre-VAR, Andy. Listen, VAR can be, I think, a really good tool. My only gripe with it is that we are using it to punish players far too often and I, I say it all the time if we could just raise if we could all just agree to raise the bar for fouls and yellows and reds uh, I, I think most football people would be happy with that but when you see a goal disallowed and then you look at the replay and VAR tells you actually it should have stood that's a great thing because we all want to see yeah. legitimate goals. And it's tough for the linesman, you know, assistant referees. We're yeah. not going to be too tough on. It is, how can you possibly and get it right? The speed of the attackers, for example, a Kyogo or Maeda, you know, or totally uh, get Sakala. it. With, with the naked yeah. eye, sometimes yeah. it's really difficult. And of course, the, their instruction now is a bit different. Yeah. Keep your flag mm -hmm. down. Don't even make a decision till, till maybe the ball's in the back of the net. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can look at it. And I think we all accept, even with the you know, the millimetre, the toenail or whatever. I, I know you've got a gripe about it, Paul, but it is a fact. You're on or you're off, and uh, I think most people would uh, accept it. I know. No, listen, it, the rules, the laws are the laws, but if it is that toenail wow. entertainment game, but listen, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Greg, yeah. any great thoughts ah, on VAR last night? Nah, look, it's fair to say for me that the, the, the report card for VAR is... Um, we need to see improvement. Must do better. <laughs> Must do better. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Look, and, and I hope, obviously, by the time, and we're still going to be debating certain uh, things that will happen between now and the end of the season, let's course, be honest. Yeah. But I hope that come end of the season that you know, they can sit down and, and really try to find ways to, to fine-tune and to, to offer better uh, decisions for next season because there, there needs to be improvement for I, I think I've said that a few times, Paul, when I, when I go to games down south, uh, you know, and I see a bit of the championship, uh, some Premier League games, and honestly, I come away from the 90 minutes and you look at uh, some of the stats and there's one, there's maybe two yellow cards and sometimes I think to myself, wow, if that was a Scottish referee just now, yeah. there would be multiple red cards. How many red cards would there have been in Liverpool Man United last week? Yeah if that was a, a Scottish referee, the way that we're seeing some of the punishments. 20 uh, maybe? Out. <laughs> no. But well, it's it, interesting it, yeah. because uh, I, I was at Livingston last night and Kieran Freeman got a yellow card early yeah. and then he committed a foul that normally you would expect a yellow and uh, the referee showed a bit mm -hmm. of leniency. Mm -hmm. And it was actually enough for Jim Goodwin to make his own decision, just took him off. There was about, I think, maybe five minutes to go at half time. He took him off for fear of him being sent off. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, what? I quite, I quite like that. You're right. I mean, okay, we, we, the rules are the rules, but yeah. but sometimes it's a way that see see the good referees that that are able to manage this, that that situation, that perfect situation you bring up there. And you're like, listen, son, 
That's your last foul. You're on a yellow, behave yourself. Mm. That kind of thing seems to have been lost um, within the game. It's very mm. much by the book now. And I always had a, a lot of time and still to this day for the, the, the referees that are able to manage because they get far more respect from the players as well. Well, this is it. And uh, I think we should uh, always look for strong referees, for firm referees, but but very fair. And remember, it's an entertainment. And if we can possibly keep players on the pitch yeah. or not show them uh, yellow cards, why don't we do that? I think it makes for a better spectacle for all the su supporters. Again, doesn't matter what the colour of your strip is. It was a throwback, the refereeing last night, and I saw the close-up, I saw the highlights, Andy, yep. and the referee did say after that first card to him, be careful. Yeah. But watch yourself. He wasn't being, it wasn't a finger-wagging, he said, be careful. Yeah, I think, yep. speaking to Dave Martindale after the game, he was annoyed at it. Yep. He was also yep. annoyed at the, the challenge from, uh, that was on DeLucas, uh, uh, oh, was it? Was it? Right. Uh, no, Pittman, Pittman, sorry, from, uh, for... Um, yep. I can't remember who it was. It was a, it was a Yuna who uh, on Pittman, and he thought the referee gave it as a yellow, and he thought it should have been a red. But again, if he can possibly keep the players on, I'm all for it and make the bar a lot higher for a red. Livy and Dundee United finished uh, one one, so a point for Jim Goodwin. But will it be enough? We're going to speak to Andy Walker. And Craig Moore tonight, we heard from Michael Beale a moment ago, uh, a bit more from the Rangers manager. Uh, delighted. All of a sudden, it looks like we like coming to Edinburgh because we were excellent away at Hearts and, and I thought tonight it was the same type of performance. You know, Hibs played their part in the game because they tried to attack and go for us with energy and I thought defensively we were fantastic. We picked up second balls, we pressed really well together from the front and when we turned the ball and we regained the ball back, there was big spaces for us to go and play in and I thought it really suited Ryan Ken and Fashion Sakala. I thought our midfield were excellent as well. All round tonight, that's a big step in the right direction, but our league form has been good. Both managers fairly happy then after last night. 0808 17 17 700. Rangers fans, it's your chance to speak to Craig Moore. If you're a first time caller, you get a night out with Craig. He'll take, he'll take <laughs> us all out. Yeah. And uh, if we get two new callers, you get a, a weekend. Bubble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Celtic fans, what are you thinking? No, speaking to both of them. Uh, 08 08 17 17 700. Quick break, and then we're back. It's the Go Radio Football Show and join the conversation at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors along with Andy Walker and Craig Moore. Not sure why a camera is floating around, but Craig, you're smiling oh, very nicely. I the trying camera. Smile, I know, yeah. yeah. Sound and vision, you can pick us up. On YouTube, WhatsApp, everywhere. <laughs> At socials. I need to improve on that bit, don't I? <laughs> uh, on the fax machine, it's Andy Walker, who's uh, he's taking all the calls as they come in there. Now, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. A win for Rangers, 4-1 last night against Hebs. Celtic, 3-1 against uh, Hearts. And Livy and Dundee United, 1-1. Rangers fans on the line, it's Derek. Good evening, Derek. Hey, good evening, Paul. Yeah, good evening, panel. How Hi, are you Derek. tonight? Uh, I know by yourself. Yeah, we're pretty good. These two are in good form, I would say. Uh, my point was, Paul, I yeah. think before the, all, uh, the cup final, yeah. uh, Joel actually played ahead of Morelos yeah. uh, at the time. I think it proved last night. I think he's a better all-round. 
And I think Morelos shouldn't play for Rangers again. Why? I just think he's done his time with Rangers, Paul. I, mm-hmm. I think he's, he looks to be unfit. I think he's done his time. And I think the same with Ryan Kent. I heard these on the other night where I talked about Kent. I, I don't think for £7 million you get enough off Ryan Kent. I think he's assist in his goals for a £7 million player. I think it's not good enough. And I heard Barry saying that he could play at this team and that team. I think he'll end up like a Patrick Roberts or an Eddie McGeady down in the Championship somewhere. I don't think he's consistent enough for the, uh, the Premier League. The Premier League. Down in England. Okay. Craig, what, where do you want to start uh, Morelos? A like <laughs> was he undervalued? I know he'd been injured, started well in the season, but yeah, he yeah. wasn't talked about just before nah, the Cup final. No, nah, he wasn't. And like I said, unfortunately, I think he had a, a couple of issues, didn't he? I think he had a calf issue. Um, and then, therefore, his leading uh, to certain matches was, was an ideal. But Morelos has, has been a big player for Rangers over the period of time. But I think now we're kind of starting to see that maybe he's not going to be uh, the future. Chol- he lost? Cholak. Why, why has he lost his? Why has he lost his fitness? Derek's right. He's, I bet he's, not, he's been a lot he's leaner. Just, he's been a lot yeah, fitter. Yeah, but you've got to go back. To, if we're all going to be very, very honest, you've got to go back a, a good season or, or so mm. where where Morelos was really. At a, a, and in good condition um, as a professional footballer physically. Uh, look, he, he still causes teams problems up here without being disrespectful to, 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 to certain teams, you know, because he is a goal scorer. Yeah. But, and but, he played well in Europe as well, as you know, course, a couple of seasons and ago. He can, and, yeah, you know, and he can Europe. do better. And he got, he got his start, obviously, in the cup final, Derek. And, you know, I, I don't disagree with you saying that maybe, you know, Chorlak could have started that game. But I think in that cup final, there was probably a few other positions in the middle of the park as well that, could have been different, let's say, um, because when you look at the midfield since then, we we, we can clearly see that uh, the likes of Raskin and and Campbell are, are going to be very influential in terms of the progression of Rangers, and they should have been involved from the start that day, in my opinion, as well. Andy, what do you think? I've no idea why he lost his focus. Uh, I've no idea why he turned from this player. You just mentioned it, scoring goals in Europe. He was absolutely terrific. And you have to wonder what Rangers were thinking of when they were attracting really good bids and offers for Alfredo Morelos. And I don't know what you think, Derek, but they must have held him just to try and get that that title under Steven Gerrard as well as Ryan Kent. Is that what happened? Uh, probably, yes. Uh, because the whole agreement was to stop the train, wasn't it? That was Steven Gerrard's following. I've got away with it uh, any other time. If, he's, if basically it wasn't the 10 in a row, I think if it was any other year, Stephen Gerrard would have been sacked during the 9 in a row era. Uh, Celtic would Celtic win the 9. I think if it, was, it wasn't so important the following year, Stephen Gerrard wouldn't have had a job at Rangers probably. Yeah. But uh, I, I just think his, his fitness level, uh, even in the cup final when he gets subbed, his attitude walking off the park, I think it's all wrong. And I don't think he'll get a team that people expect him to get. I think he might go down to a lower team mm-hmm. than Rangers. And I'm interested in... I just think it's, sure. you, you can't rely on him, Paul. No. He's like, yeah. you can bring him on at Celtic Park in a cup final with 20 minutes to go and you need a goal and he's most liable to get Celtic sent off. Mm-hmm. He's not trustworthy enough for me. But Derek, you know he was protected then two seasons running because he missed Champions League qualifiers, the European qualifiers, um, the year after you won the title yeah. and then this season just now. 
he missed them. Remember he came back from uh, Colombia? Steven yeah. Gerrard looked after well, him a couple yeah. of times, was yeah. exasperated with yeah. him a couple of times, but managed to get him to get him on side. Yeah. But uh, I mean that ship has sailed now, the the Alfredo Morelos who's worth a, a great deal of money. Yeah. What about Ryan Kent? Mm-hmm. Because he won a penalty last night. Yep. We saw some um, spark, but not the player that well, yeah, we I thought think, he was going to be. I mean, look, I think everybody still knows um, what type of player can can be. Uh, and, and since Michael's come in, he, he has, I, I think, um, played a lot better uh, and certainly um, had the, the influence. That I think the supporters... Uh, want to see in regards to being involved, being direct, getting out at players, getting balls into the box. Uh, look, unfortunately, there has been this situation with both Kent and Morelos that there, there was a period of time when they were in a red-hot form and um, their values, Andy, like you say there, and Derek, as you touch on, like, were, were, you know, who knows whether it was between 5 and 15 million, nobody knows the exact figures of these players and uh, Rangers at that stage didn't allow these players to go, so then you'd expect them to be secured longer term where that business, unfortunately, looks as if it's going to, to fizzle out um, certainly with the Morelos situation, uh, yeah. it looks likely. Uh, Kent is, for me, still a possibility that he's going to be at the, at the football club next season. Um, and I, I've personally got no issue with that because I think he, he's a quality player. Consistency, goals, I, I get that with numbers. He'd love to improve upon that as well. But uh, I think Kent's a, a good player. I wonder what you think, Derek, of us when you speak to Rangers fans. Some of them say the gap is very little. Other Rangers fans, the gap between themselves and Celtic is a big one. What do you think, Derek? I think Rangers need about four or five better quality players in the squad, not squad players like Davis, Arfield, Ryan Jack. I'm probably in a minority. I'm not a Lindstrom fan. Uh, I think at certain times, uh, Rangers have too many holding midfielders in the team. Mm-hmm. And I think it would depend on the transfer window. Uh, but if we need to hit the ground running, if he doesn't win the Scottish Cup, and by the looks of it, the Champions League is more difficult to qualify for this season. If he doesn't make that, I think Michael will be under a lot of pressure. And it would depend on, on his transfer business. And But right now, I would say Celtic's probably slightly better than Rangers. I would say that the, the margin is depending on uh, players. And say Slightly. A better quality of players. Right. Slightly better. Well, I would say that Celtic's got about six players that you can probably get 15, 20 million pounds for. Rangers have nobody. So that's the difference in quality there. So I would say that it would be about Rangers need at least five, six quality players brought in. And Celtic will make changes this summer. They, they will, they'll probably trade and Ange Postacoglu yeah. alluded to that. They might get an uh, offer they can't refuse yeah. for one of their players. Sure. They're, they're happy to do business at that level when they make a lot of money in any individual. But they'll, they'll also look to go into the market as well. And I think try and improve... Um, I mean, domestically, they're, they're on top at the moment. But I think, uh, I know a lot of Celtic fans just want to dominate domestic football and be on top. But I speak to a lot of Celtic fans that would love to have a better return in, in Europe. And uh, I, think I think it's a that's, realistic that's a challenge. Goal. Yeah. That's a challenge for it's Celtic. It's a realistic goal as well. Yeah. That's a challenge. And I think if, if Celtic were... And you're right, they, they may look to do business if the opportunity is unbelievable and they can't you can't refuse. Someone like an O'Reilly, for me, mm-hmm. um, would not surprise me come end of the season that he, you know there was maybe some admirers there because you look at Aaron Moy and the job that he's done since coming in and they're, they're similar players. I know they both started last night, but 
Could they cash in on an on O'Reilly? Sure. Absolutely. So young uh, absolutely, yep. they could. Um, you know, when you look at Rangers, Derek, in terms of uh, I think your question marks or what you feel is, is needed for next season, in my opinion, was was exactly what was needed this season in regards mm. to the, the starting 11 needed to improve. Um, so those three or four players to come into the starting lineup and improve that didn't happen. Derek, what has changed at Rangers where Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was he was either unwilling or unable to spend a lot of money to get the players that he wanted. And yet, all of a sudden, now that Michael Beale is in, you, you're talking about getting five or six players. I mean, that, that costs a bit of money, does it not? Well, with, with the last season's Champions League money and, uh, and the money from Bassey and... Uh, Aribo. Aribo. Yep. Harrison, when did that come as well? But Giovanni Van Bronker said there was no multi-millions in the bank. I think the saleable asset this year would be Kamara, isn't it? I asked Barry this last night, Derek, sorry. they've got to slash the budget also. sure. So they could get money for for Kamara, yeah? Yeah, I would think so, Derek, would you sell Kamara? Yes, I don't think you would get anywhere near any more than £5 million for Kamara. I think that would be the maximum minimum ten, twelve million. Yep. But Andy, you don't need to spend a lot of money. If you look at Celtic, if you look at Moyes, is it Moyes them in the midfield player? Yeah. They don't they didn't spend a lot of money on him. Uh, zero. Uh, zero. That's uh, belt. They weren't a great deal of money for him. Alistair Johnson as well. So the players you have to be bought, you just need to have the right scout. Uh, yeah, you're dead right, uh, Derek, because, uh, you know, Rangers had Aribo, Rangers had uh, Bassey, got them for buttons, really, and yeah. sold them for, for multi-millions. But that is a tall order to keep that record going for, for very little money. And Celtic today, the news is they've got a new first-team scout from the City group, and it's Joe Dudgeon. So, you know, Celtic, everyone says that Ange Postacoglu and the setup at Celtic, yeah. signing-wise, in the past 18 months has been... Five star. Yeah, that's, no, so that's yeah. been very good. I mean, you, you touch on again the, the city group. I mean, Anne's come from Yokohama mm-hmm. Marinos, which yeah. is part of the city group. So he certainly, um, he's got a spot on with, with regards to, to his recruitment um, so far, hasn't he? I mean, Rangers, Rangers for me, the biggest issue than now is, is, is it costs money, obviously, to, to go and strengthen a squad. I get that. But they need to reduce the wage bill. Yeah. Because it's got a huge. That, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you, you start getting rid of three or four players, and you're saving 70, mm-hmm. 80, uh, 000, So hang on a week. minute. You're, you're wanting to improve the squad. Yeah. And you're going to reduce the wage bill. 100%. 100%. Because you don't need to be carrying the amount of players. And to be fair, Michael Beale's come out and said exactly that. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be carrying the amount of players that they currently are. Lots of those players not playing, Andy. And I know there's yeah. been injury, but there's been a catalogue of injuries yeah. I, this year. I, I just don't get the, 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 the gap is a slight one that Derek is saying if you want to try and do that I don't know how much money Rangers have got but uh, I'm only going from what the quotes from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst who was actually yeah. trying to get players in but yeah. if you want to reduce uh, the wage bill uh, and I totally get that that's an acceptable thing to do if it's, uh, if it's out of control or if it's too high but to get the same quality that Rangers have had, I mean, they paid seven million for Ryan Kent. To get that yeah. similar level of player, unless he's going to extend his contract, I don't know. But okay. I think it just costs money to get uh, to get quality. Derek, what's but, your... but if you look at if, if you look at Holland, uh, and he's not played for Rangers for sixteen months, how much wages is he picking up? And uh, you can look at uh, the left back that they signed, uh, Matondo, yeah. uh, Arfield. 
contributing. The loads of players that Rangers don't require that's not contributing is picking up a good wage, isn't it? So you could easily uh, downgrade the wage bill, but easily £100,000 a week or five or six players that aren't even mm-hmm. contributing anything to Rangers at the moment. Yep. Well, I think when you're going for a title, when you're going for trophies, when you want to do well in Europe, you need to carry a, a good, strong Europe, squad with a bit of quality. And the, and the, yeah, Rangers fans probably next season interested in Europe the Holy Grail to stop Celtic doing three in a row and Europe would be a bonus to get to the Champions League that. but if you look at some of the teams in the qualifier I think that's going to be a really tall order for Rangers and I think Rangers at Celtic's level is, is the Europa League Derek thanks very much for calling 08 08 17 17 700 the appetite for Europe's not what it was and the, the bar is I'm the, really the surprised team. at that Paul mm. when you speak to Celtic fans and they just want to dominate Domestic football. Don't know. Celtic have always had such special yeah. moments in in Europe. I mean that team that you played against, Craig. They got to. I know Rangers went to. Uh, uh, when was that? Oh eight, yeah. and then yep. they won a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Yeah. So Rangers have been in a couple of European finals. But you see the sheer enjoyment the supporters yeah. get out of a European mm-hmm. run. I think it's. I think it's so special, and I know it's a, a tall order for a mm-hmm. Scottish club to go all the way, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised that uh, more Celtic supporters don't want to be a lot better in Europe. Yeah, and, and again, because you look at, look, for me, European football um, look is an amazing whether or not you hit the levels. Um, it was to compete against the very best, which is what you want to do uh, as a player. It also gives, both, I think, both Rangers and Celtic um, Good opportunities in the window in the in the market that you know to, to be able to attract players to, to come to because players want to play in Europe. Um, mm. I think for Celtic in in regards to domestically, you know, Andrew showing what he can do domestically clearly, um, and there's a real intent from him to want to improve in Europe. Um, I've not really heard too much in regards to the, the Celtic supporters mm. whether or not there's that real interest in 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 Europe or not. But I just know as a player. Um, to have those opportunities every season to be playing in European competitions was always a great buzz and something that you really look forward to. And of course there's interest in it and they want to do well. Rangers fans would, as they were in a final as we all know yeah. in Europe, what, eight months ago. Yeah. But the yeah. bread and butter comes back to how are you doing against Rangers or how are you doing against Celtic? Yeah. That's the, and you heard it from Derek there. He knows his stuff, he loves yeah. his Rangers, he's in the benchmark is Celtic. But you're right, Andy. I think it, maybe it's because it's been so long since they have gone deep into the tournament for Celtic that yeah. they've just, the expectation's not what it was. What do you think, Celtic fans? Give us a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Ange was speaking last night about his top striker, Kyogo. Yeah, absolutely. And we still don't use him as well as we should. You know, tonight was a classic example that I got really frustrated that I just thought he was making some fantastic runs. And after 18 months, we should know, you know, the times to be able to play him in. And um, But the, the beauty of him is he doesn't get frustrated, even though I do. And he just keeps making those runs. And, you know, with both the first goal, um, you know, getting beyond them and creating the chance for uh, Dozen and, and the second one with his finish, he was outstanding again. I remember getting a row from Billy McNeil uh, uh, during a half time because he was frustrated uh, with your runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not only that, but the fact that I wasn't giving the ball to Paul McStay. And in my defence, mm-hmm. I, I saw Paul uh, marked by two players. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm, I'm not putting him in trouble. But Billy's point was just give him it because he can get himself out of trouble. And it's Paul McStay. 
Yeah, it's Paul <laughs> McStay. And uh, I quickly learned you could give Paul the ball in, in most situations. Play, but player management. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, listen, Billy was right, and that's why you that's why you listen and uh, uh, it was a good point, but I, I thought I was protecting him and yeah, uh, he sure. was frustrated because, give us it, I can deal yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's right, I play, I'm fortunate enough to play with a couple like that. I mean, Gascoigne, yeah. one, two, three people, didn't make, <laughs> give me the ball. Barry Ferguson, give me the ball. Mm. There's just certain players that yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Charity yeah. players around them, they don't care. They're, they're braver. They want it. They still, they still know that yeah. they can, they can get you playing. They can get you up the park. They can influence a game of football. So yeah, now that's what the top players do. Gaza, maybe the most naturally talented player. You, he was a genius. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a genius. I mean, because look, let's be honest, he wasn't. Well, he certainly couldn't tackle. Any time he did, he injured himself, um, and he wasn't. He wasn't blessed with uh, pace, but he he always seemed to have time on the ball. Mm. Um, and you know, I remember it was a. Uh, the, the season it was eight in a row when he's around the length of the pitch and I think it was Paul Bernard from Aberdeen chasing the whole length of the field. Yep. Eventually, still at the end of that, had the composure, left foot to to, to, to score a goal. I mean, he was he was top. He was top. Better than Loudrop? Yeah. Different players, Andy. Mm -hmm. Different players. I mean, Loudrop from... Oh, I think they were both world class. Yeah, world class. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just so at naturally talented, wasn't he? I remember that game, Man of the yep. Match. I was interviewing him afterwards. And Channel 4 were there doing a documentary on him. And it came up again recently. Yep. And I was just waiting for him to come up the tunnel. He was doing it for Channel 4 and uh, STV at the time, uh, Scott Sport. <laughs> Andy, for you, I mean, Paul McStay, what a player. He sometimes listens in in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> yeah, time yeah. difference. Yeah. 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 He's been there a long yeah. time. But how um, good was Paul then? I mean, memory of. Uh, well, just Paul maestro. was. Uh, Paul was my age uh, but he was playing for Celtic when what 16, 17 mm -hmm. I mean the, the idea of being that uh, mature and being able to handle the level of competition that was around at the time when you know Aberdeen and Dundee United had the best teams in their history and Rangers were always really strong Hibs and Hearts and, and Paul could play against everyone so just a big thrill to be his teammate for a while um, he was the type of captain that he led by example, not not uh, no shouting and bawling, no great uh, encouragement, not not someone like Roy Aitken who nice. was who was that uh, type, but uh, oh, just top class. Andy Walker, alongside Craig Moore, Paul Cooney, we're taking your calls. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's the Thursday evening edition. It's been a quick week. Stephen McGinn will be here tomorrow night. My goodness, he wasn't happy the other day. They lost 2-0 to Dunfermline. Top of the table clash. But the first goal, we saw it. Um, it needs goal line technology. The ball did not go over oh, over the line. That. Now, Dunfermline mm. were probably better. He'll chin me for that tomorrow night. Yeah. And it looks as though the pars will come up. But uh, it could be an important goal that they lost the other night. It, it's one of those ones, I think, you can't see it with the naked eye. And Impossible. it's just a guess, isn't it? Yeah. Why don't we have um, technology on the goal line in all the divisions, Andy? We still don't have it on the clubs, goal line, do we? Clubs don't want it. But why have they got all these other things they want to try, put, put players in trial all the time? The, Let's revisit the game. Let's, is it a goal or not a goal? Yeah, the clubs want uh, VAR, but they don't want goal line technology. If they did, they would pay for it. And I guess the world standard now is VAR, so we can't just have it here, I suppose. Oh, but that's yeah. one thing. The yeah. goal line technology is always the one thing that you'll I probably kind of have. I mean, it does happen rarely, but you'll probably have... Uh, an incident at some point and we will not be able to say 
uh, with absolute certainty that mm. the ball was over that the line. Was. Some of the ones that you see in England where they do have goal line technology, it's literally uh, yeah. a millimetre. Yeah. It's yeah. so tight, but it's a fact. It's over the line and you need to give it. Where are you this weekend, Andy? I'm at Leeds, Leeds um, Brighton, yeah. looking forward to... I mean, Leeds are oh, fine for their lives. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about that, fine for their mm. lives. That's what I thought I would have seen from Dundee United last mm. night. And it took them 45 minutes to get going. A team that are bottom of the league, yeah. four points away from the uh, the clubs above them. I mean, they managed to get a point in the end, but yeah. it took them until the second half to get going. It was... It's, I think it's really worrying for Dundee United to see that. And they've got some real talent. I mean, they have got, they've got experienced players, got some young players, I know Levitt was out. Are they going to stay up? Is Jim going to manage to keep them in the division? Uh, I I don't think so. Whether they get relegated automatically, I, I think they'll finish in one of the bottom two places. And it's beginning to look like the bottom. Craig, what do you feel? I, I feel as if um, Dundee United... Um, will be the team that finished bottom of the pile and, and get relegated. I think that for, for Jim, uh, I think I said when, when he first got the job, I think it's a really, really tall, tall order for him to, to get the confidence back into this team, into the club, to, to be able to make the difference and get the points that are required to stay up. Um, so far, his first couple of games, uh, okay, granted he gets a point away to, to Livingston, home defeat against Aberdeen. Um, I can only see them going down. Bottom of the table, Dundee United, 21 points after 28. We're getting scarily close to the end of the season. They're running out of games. Kilmarnock, 24 points from the 28. So that would be the playoff position. But Ross County, goal difference is better, but they're in 24. And then Motherwell on 30. Now Stuart Kettlewell, manager of the month. Well done to him. Do you think he's safe? Or your old club, Motherwell? Well, I think they're on the road to being safe and it's that type of run that just takes you out of trouble. For a long time, I felt as though they were struggling, struggling badly, didn't think they might get out of it, but the changes worked for them and I think it, it maybe uh, accelerated the change that Dundee United made because they saw what happened at Motherwell. They've done the same and in the in the two games, United have only managed to, to get a point, but they need a, they need a different attitude that... Uh, just to be competing with Livy, you know what Livy are like, yeah. and they, you know, they've lost their last four, so uh, they'll feel as though they should have been more than a goal ahead um, at half time last night, but uh, finished one one. The well, what do you think, Craig Moore? Are they staying up? Absolutely, yeah, uh, absolutely. I think the, the you know, if we touch on the ten points from from twelve, um, you know, Stuart Ketterwell coming in, very very good job. He he's. He hasn't complicated things. I think he's just had Motherwell playing good percentage football um, and he's he's got those points that, for me, are, are priceless. I, I think it's already enough to, mm. to put Motherwell in a comfortable situation uh, and there's certainly no fears for me of, of them going down. Susan uh, was on the socials at Golf Football Show and she wants both your opinions. What is the managerial bounce about? Didn't happen for Jim Goodwin, although they got a point. Yeah. Stuart Kettlewell, is it because the pressure is off? Everyone's just fearful because you're in such a bad run beforehand. Why do you think? Why is there a bounce? I don't know. I mean, Barry Robson had a, had a different opinion, didn't he? He, he mm -hmm. says, I don't believe in the bounce. Uh, well, I think he was leaving <laughs> something on that as well, though. <laughs> no, but look, yeah. I mean, I'm saying it, there was no level of, of, of confidence or, or, or comf being comfortable going into that, that Motherwell job because they were in serious problems. There was, there was deep concern about where uh, they could finish this season. But, you know, like I said, I think Stuart. When you're down there and you're fighting, and, and Andy, you touched on, on Dundee United, you expect 
the team to be able to roll the sleeves up, kick, yeah. bite and scratch, compete, right? Um, that is a bare minimum. It's a bare minimum every week, but especially when you're down there fighting for points. Stuart Kettlewell's just gone in and played good percentage football. Um, and when you start to get those points and you get a couple of games under your belt, then the, the confidence that lifts and they've, they've, for me, had a run that's now put them well cleared of any any trouble this season. Yeah, and it doesn't help when your owner says, oh, it doesn't matter if we go down, we'll just bounce back at the first opportunity. And my goodness, you, a lot of those players are on a lot of money mm -hmm. and it's very disrespectful just to give all the other teams in the championship a bit of a slap by saying, mm -hmm. well, if we go down, we'll just come back at the first opportunity. Not that easy. It's competitive down there. I, I accept that it's not the same standard, but um, you know you should be sending out a better message than, yeah. oh, if we go down, we'll come back up. It's survive at all costs and then prosper. And Dundee United should be doing what Livingston are doing, St Mirren are doing, St Johnston, threatening to get into the top half of the table and qualifying for Europe. And which, they will have they a bigger... Were, which yeah. they were yeah, at the beginning. <laughs> sure. at the beginning of yeah. the season on the back of exactly what they, uh, we were talking about yeah. last season. I guess their wage bill as well would be bigger than St Mirren, St Johnson, Ross County, yes. Motherwell. Modest, very yeah. modest resources at, uh, well, at Livy, at Motherwell, uh, yep. St Johnson, they're all, they're all out of trouble. William was on the socials last night saying, uh, what does Ange Postacoglu have to do to win the Manager of the Month for February? 2023 when the record book shows what five six wins including a cup final against Rangers and he didn't get it now Stuart Kettlewell did well I think it was two wins at that point and a draw but did you have a view on it Alec? Is there a noise that no, I should have won it? No, I just wonder what you think I think when you look at what Motherwell are operating on it's it's a great story that Stuart Kettlewell has managed 10 points out of 12 if that's what's happened in the month. Was it the one yeah. month? Ah, yeah. uh, well, aye, good luck. I mean, yeah. you cannot compare the size mm -hmm. of Celtic to the size and modest resources of Motherwell and, uh, yeah, give him a... Mm -hmm. Give him a bit of uh, notice. Alex is on the socials. He's agreeing. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Andrew's sleeping okay. That he thinks so. He'll be okay now. <laughs> so, would you like to have been at the press conference, either of you, when somebody said yesterday? So, hundred. It's after the game last night. Um, hundred games as manager uh, of Celtic. What have you learned? Lessons. Uh, don't know about lessons, but um, you know, I've enjoyed the first hundred. Uh, fair to say, we've made progress and. Uh, the aim is to keep doing that. It's a wee bit understated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. you know what? I, I think um, 100 games, obviously, his, his success since coming in has been um, it's been unbelievable, to be honest. Um, and I, and I, I know, like I says, that Ange will just, he will just love, um, you know, the type of league, what it means to people. That's been something that he's been craving for a long, long time. You know, from his earlier coaching years in Australia, uh, he ends up getting the opportunity in Japan and now to come to, to the UK and Scotland in particular, that rivalry that he's experienced between Rangers and Celtic and to, to be successful. Um, I know he'll be desperate to, to improve in Europe though, Andy. That'll be something yeah. he's you, desperate you, to do. You obviously have a bit of history with him and uh, just the... I think it's a remarkable transformation mm. in 100 games when you think where Celtic were and maybe being very uh, arrogant on and off the, the pitch. And uh, I think they've got their humility back a little and he just wants to keep on improving himself, keep on improving the team and just giving the supporters great memories. And he's, he's already done that in his 100 games. 
Yep, 3-1 last night against Hearts. Uh, here's a little bit more from him on the game itself. Yeah, look, um, you know, they, they're a good side and um, yeah, obviously they, you know, they were quite aggressive in the way they um, they defended. It's just, again, I just thought we didn't really make really good decisions. Um, you know, we just like say, stay calm on the ball and compose. We just rushed a lot of things tonight that, you know, maybe it's just the, like said, the context of the game and the changes I made. Um, but, you know... I think we just needed to sort of settle down a little bit and control the game a bit better, which I thought we did sort of at the back end of the second half. Are there places to be had for some of the players who came on last night who were chosen, or do you think come the weekend, Andy, uh, for the Cup, it's going to go back to... Well, what do you think? Well, I think your spine always stays the same. Yeah, Hart, sure. Carter, Vickers and Starfield, McGregor in the in the middle, Kyogo. I would imagine Hatate will come back. I think he has been outstanding, especially in recent in recent weeks. And uh, I, I would, um, I mean, Abada or Jota. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I think right now Abada is probably favourite to be uh, more effective. And you would imagine that the fullbacks will probably change. I, I don't think you'll persevere with Ralston and Burnaby. Mm. I think Johnston and Taylor will come back if they're fit. Moy or O'Reilly or both of them who, who played, but probably Atati's back in, so it's only one of them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, just a toss of the coin in terms of their you know, importance to the team. I think uh, Aaron Moy's come through a real purple patch. Mm-hmm. He's looked a, a really good player. You always you always knew that. I, I can remember watching him for Huddersfield and and thinking, what, wow. a, what um, a clever player because he, he just doesn't waste uh, possession. He doesn't waste many passes. And he's beginning to get a goal or two for Celtic as well. That's invaluable. Who would you start then, Moy or O'Reilly, for the game against Hearts? Right now, I'd probably yeah. go for Moy. Go for Moy. Yeah. We'll get your Rangers team after the news. But Craig, what do you think on that? The Celtic lineup. Uh, I think I think Moy. Uh, in terms of if it's Moy yeah. or an O'Reilly, mm-hmm. I think I think Moy would would get that start. Look, I mean the the benefit I guess for this match, no matter what Celtic do, it's a very quick rematch against the same team that. Uh, they've played in, in Hearts. Um, but Hearts will have watched Snodgrass, they'll have yeah, Shankland, and hope, amongst G- others. They'll hope yeah, Ginelli, who took a knock. Yeah, Celtic yeah. have got more more depth. More, I mean, look, yeah. uh, Celtic will be fine. Celtic, but but yeah. I think Moy will start. Okay. Yeah, because Hearts also dropped a few of the players. Yeah, and it's Hearts' yeah. realistic chance of looking at a trophy and thinking, you know, they've they've won the cup before in recent years and they've um, they've got to finals before. That's... Uh, I mean, you you look at the other games. You know, you've got Kilmarnock and Air United. Yeah. If, if they win, just one sure. step away from a final again. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. But in the first hour, we close with the news from last night. It was Glasgow two, Edinburgh nil. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at MacklinMotors.co.uk. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Andy Walker, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore. 0808 17 17 700 Thursday evening. And as we said just before the news, 
It's Scottish Cup weekend. Kicks off tomorrow night. Inverness from the Championship up against Kilmarnock, who were winners of the Scottish Cup. When was that? 1997, Seven. wasn't it? I remember it. John Finney Street absolutely uh, mobbed. I see the gallery. They were a dozen or so working. Well, there's one. There's James. <laughs> uh, Chris is off tonight. Yeah, remember that one. Right, Hearts against Celtic. Hearts won it then. What year? They certainly won it the, just the year before that, didn't they? They yeah. did. Yep, 96. 96. They're up against Celtic. Yep. And well, no, it was 98 they won it. 98, right, just checking. Yeah, that's right. And then was it they 98? Won it again yeah. Against Gretna, I can't remember. Wish I hadn't started this one. Rangers <laughs> against Wraith Rovers. Uh, that's on Sunday at one o'clock. And Falkirk against Air United, Monday, 7.45. And Stephen McGinn will join us tomorrow night. The Falkirk captain, looking forward to that one. What a chance it is. Craig and Andy for you know look I mean Falkirk or Ayr somebody's going through to Hamden to the semi-final yeah yeah that's incredible actually uh, you talk about games and now I watched Falkirk v Peterhead uh, yeah. going back that five 0 mm. game um, and to be they they were frustrated the first half but they've got some lively players Falkirk in those forward yeah. areas. Mm. You know, I think it was Kai Kennedy on one side, Boy Morrison on the other side. Uh, look, they, they were they were decent going forward. Ended up winning comfortably, but you touch on it here, Falkirk. Yeah, yeah, as you say, great opportunity to get to, to Hamden in a semi final. I don't know who they played last week, but I saw the goal from McGuffey. Have you seen it? That was no. against Peter. Oh Hens. yes, I did. Oh, I did. I saw it online. Yeah, yeah. What was Phenomenal. It? Forty, fifty yards, oh, yeah. just magnificent. Right, Stephen will be here tomorrow night. We'll all be asking for cup semi final tickets if. If he can win <laughs> against uh, Air United, you can always throw in Craig. You can say your old club because between the two of you, it's one of your old clubs. It's either Newcastle and a cup <laughs> or Andy in this case, yeah. uh, Air United. Um, yep, yeah, who do you think is going to win that one on Monday? Because we won't see either. I of you am going to go for Air. You're going for Air? I have Why? seen them a couple yeah. of times and they are the, I think their attitude will be, just their ability mm. will be better than. You know, obviously what uh, we saw from, from Darvo. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know that Falkirk have got some good players, but I can see both Kilmarnock and Ayr getting into the semi-finals. Play that tomorrow night to Stephen. What do you think, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> you can confuse me at the end yeah, there. What sorry, are you saying? Yeah. Falkirk and Ayr in the semi-finals? Yeah. No, no. no, no, no. Ayr and <laughs> Kilmarnock. Say, I, yeah. like, yeah, nah. I think, uh, look, again, I've, I've not seen loads of Ayr, to be honest no. with you. Um, but I, I got a recent look at Falkirk. Um They'll be underdogs yep. in this match, no yep. doubt about it. But I just felt as if in, in an attacking sense, mm. they, they they had a, a quite a lively looking team. So I'll go, I'll go with the home team. I'll go Falkirk there. Glad you didn't give us any bullying on that one, <laughs> did you? <laughs> so those are your predictions on that one. What do you think, uh, Rangers against Wraith Rovers? Well, Michael Beale, now that uh, last night's game has gone and a win for Rangers, he's thinking about the Scottish Cup. Yeah, obviously it's a trophy that we won last summer and uh, we want to retain it this year. We're in the quarter-final, we've got a good home draw. Uh, we know how hard Partick Thistle made it for us in the last round, so it's important that our focus is right and that we don't come off the standards. I think tonight the, the, the impressive thing about the team was the energy, certainly the front three in the midfield pressing. We've not always seen that, so that's a standard they're setting for themselves. And then the good play all comes off the back of that hard work. And I'm absolutely delighted tonight, but it's just three points. We go again on Sunday. Sporting nil, Arsenal one. Although it's contested at the moment, guys, you've been watching it. Seen the goal, yeah. but it was just it was from it's, a corner, yeah. yeah. But there's a, little, there's a bit of argy bargy yeah. going on there, and I think it's Zinchenko that was um, he wasn't very happy there. But corner kick, yeah, it's just a straightforward yeah. header. Um, but I don't know what's happened in the box out with that. Andy, do you see the problem? Or is it, yeah? Well, some sort of fool, possibly from uh, Zinchenko, but it's be it's behind the, the, the scorer. Yep. And uh, I think it will stand. I think it was just a, 
They're looking at it. VAR though, they've shown shown yeah. this a, a right few times. As, as Zinchenko yep. wrestled a, uh, another player to the ground, I don't know. So are Arsenal on the I way? I don't know, but look, but one nil so, up at this yep, stage. Saliba with a header. Mm. Back to the cup, Rangers, Wraith Rovers, uh, Craig. Rangers yes. can't. Um, you wouldn't expect them to slip up here. This is the tournament now that Rangers would put most of their energies into. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I actually think now I'm just off here saying Andy. Like, I think you're now, we're now getting to a stage where kind of virtually one one game per week mm-hmm. between now and the end of the season. Rangers were meant to be uh, very very good again. I don't see any reason why, unless it's a force change now in mm-hmm. terms of an injury. I don't see the reason for any changes. Um, and there was a real energy and there's a real purpose and all those kind of things that, that Michael Beals touched on. Rangers at home, go and show that against Wraith Rovers. Same team. Same team for you. Andy, what do you expect? It'll certainly be the same front three because he said that was the energy he's looking for, the closing down, the pressing. And when you've got uh, guys in form, uh, Cholak is scoring goals, Ryan Kent uh, just supplying and, and looking dangerous. And obviously Sakala on the score sheet as well. So... Rangers will go again and when you see how comfortable they were against Hibs you can only imagine them being uh, uh, sorry winning the, the game against uh, Wraith Rovers with a bit to spare Ryan Jack did well last night mm-hmm. speaking yep. to some people who were at the game and I saw the highlights Craig so Ryan Jack he's been in he's been out yep. has he recaptured the form that we've seen at times from him and look Ryan Jack like any other player uh, when he's fit um, and getting that regular football, he never lets anybody down. You know, he's he's a bit of an enforcer type in the mm-hmm. middle of the park for Rangers, which is a, probably a, a type of player that they've lacked. Um, and, and he just needed that consistency in a run of games. Let's not forget that he was out for, for a long period of time with injury. Um, but there's no, there's never been a doubt in terms of his personality, his character and his ability. Um, and, I, you know, the three in the middle of the park there last night with Cantwell and, and Raskin, Fantastic combination. Uh, I think three very different type players, yeah. uh, but complement one each, uh, one another extremely well. So your team would be McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Davies and Barisic. No change at all. Jack, Raskin and Cantwell. Uh, Sakala, Kent and Cholak. Andy, and you don't disagree with that. We talked about who Rangers could sell. You know, a new manager will want his own team. Of course, they're not all going to go. Um, Sakala, would he be attracting attention? You think if he continues to play like this? Not for big money, no. He hasn't done it long enough. He hasn't done it over a sustained period. He looks lively at the moment. And, um, you know, that's last night. I mean, in the cup final, he missed a guilt-edged chance to get Rangers back in it. When mm-hmm. I know it was a tight angle, but he should Went have scored. Post. Yeah, he should, yeah, he should have scored. And, you know, if he gets a, a notable goal at that, you can maybe begin to uh, regard him as uh, more important. Greg, you agree? Yeah, or, but yeah. again, uh, look, I, mean, we, we, I keep going back to the Morelos, Morelos. Yeah. There, there, there are still a few windows that may, may be open. I mean, I know that Rangers looks like, uh, and again, I'm not, I don't know the, hear this firsthand, but, you know, the American, the MLS market's still open, for example. So right. there still might yeah. be an opportunity for Rangers oh. to recoup some kind mm. of money if they uh, indeed, you know, make a decision that, that Morelos isn't going to be part of. We'll watch for that. I hear what you're saying. I think you are well connected and... Uh, You've got a good idea. Oh, that's just no. That's just like man. I'm just thinking right. business. No, no, sure. uh, a player potentially yeah. run his contract down, or still an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, bring in a little bit of money. Then I believe that window's still open. 
4-1 last night against uh, Hibs. That was a, a, a special moment, wasn't it, before the game, especially for the Hibs fans, but uh, for people there. The tribute to Ron Gordon, sunshine on Leith Andy, was uh, beautiful. Yeah, I heard remarkable. It. Yeah. I heard it, and it's one of those great anthems. Yeah. Uh, no one can take any issue with it, and uh, it's just a, a beautiful moment whenever you get a... Uh, a, a, a special game for for Hibs, but to pay their respects in that manner, it was it was very touching. It was indeed, Craig. You saw it and you heard it as well. They've done him proud, haven't they? The man who was the owner for four years yeah. at Hibs, and they seem to be back on the rails now. The team, they do, they do very much so. I mean, and again, I think the earlier stages, certainly this season, it seemed a little bit scattergun approach, if I'm honest. But Lee Johnson, to be fair, has always presented as a really confident person uh, in regards to even when results weren't happening. So, he, you know, there was a strong belief in terms of what he had at the at the football club. Um, they, they've managed to, to get that act together, haven't they? And, and really started to put things together. Very, very sad, obviously, to, to lose uh, Ron Gordon and, and everything he's done for the football club. Uh, thoughts and condolences obviously to, to everybody involved but um, Hibs, are, Hibs are back to where I think they need to be and hopefully they can finish the season strong yeah and there's a tussle in Edinburgh in which is good. between the two yeah well it only takes one more victory for Hibs mm -hmm. and one loss for Hearts to, for the gap to be reduced to a couple of points yep. and when you think we've been you know applauding Hearts for maybe the, the vast majority of the season it just shows you how much Hibs have improved but they've still got a lot of work to do. I think when you've lost back-to-back -back games against Hearts by 3-0 and, you know, Hearts have had the European experience as well, yeah. I think that will stand them in good stead. So we've been looking at the Cup games as well. We will before the end of the programme. We talked about Falkirk Air, Rangers Wraith Rovers, we heard from Michael Beale, Hearts Celtic more shortly from Ange Postacoglu. What about Inverness against Kilmarnock? Hard to call who'll win this one Andy yeah I expected a bit more from Inverness in terms of them challenging more at the top of the championship mm. but it's um, he doesn't work with a, a big squad uh, Billy Dodds but home advantage you mm. can't ask for anything more against a struggling mm. uh, premiership team but over the piece I can just see Kilmarnock going through even though on the road, they haven't done well this season. Good point. So, yeah. good, now, a good point. Yeah. That's where I was going to go as right. well. And yeah. I know the Cup, obviously, is is something completely different, yeah. Andy. Uh, look, the experience that Derek McInnes has in this competition, uh, also hugely beneficial. But I, I just go, unfortunately, to Kilmarnock's um, poor form away from home, um, which for me gives Inverness Cali uh, an unbelievable opportunity. Um, and at this stage... Um, I'm willing to go with it. With a, it would be considered a shock, I believe, in Inverness. It certainly would be if Inverness are through, and either Falkirk or Air United, and then you've got Hearts or Celtic, and uh, Rangers or Wraith Rovers probably uh, uh, Rangers. And for Celtic, Andy, um, does it matter they played last night? I think the teams were sufficiently well, they, different. Well, they just but... uh, they felt one another out last night. They both made a couple of changes in the knowledge that they could get something fresh. I think any sort of cup tie, given what's at stake over 90 minutes, um, you know, anything can happen. And Hearts on their own turf uh, couldn't be, you know, apart from Ibrox, couldn't be more difficult uh, for Celtic. But they've got such a good record there. Mm. The atmosphere will be terrific. And uh, I expect Celtic to win. And spoke about substitutions. No, I just wanted to win the game. A bigger team that I think wins a game, wins a game for us. So uh, with obviously a, a short turnaround from a Sunday, there was a couple of guys who were a bit sore from that. Put out a team that was we thought we could uh, get the job done, and yeah, that was the only uh, sort of thought process behind it. And now that it's done, we'll look ahead to Saturday. 
And Craig, it is quite a quick turnaround for Celtic because yep. tomorrow, Friday, and then boom, Saturday morning virtually. Boom. At, yep. at it again. Yeah, look, I mean, again, my expectation here is that Celtic should go through this game. Uh, it'll be a test. Uh, you know, hearts have been very good value mm. for, for the best part of the season. And this is, uh, you know, the cup competition as we touch on and they're at home and they've got the opportunity. But they'll get nowhere near Celtic, in my opinion. Really? Nah, yeah. they'll get mm. nowhere near. I don't, I went, like I says, I mean, hearts, we talk about third best mm. and we have you know, pump their tyres up a little bit this season. right? Uh, <laughs> it was, a, it was uh, a brilliant goal they scored last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic cross, great header, but they just they couldn't hold on. Yeah, and that's the thing. I just think when you have to go toe-to-toe with, with, with yeah. Celtic or Rangers for 90 minutes and then back-to-back, they, they, they still don't have that depth. I was at the game earlier this season where it finished 4-3 and we had Lauren Shankland yeah. in a couple of weeks yeah. ago and they spoke about his hat-trick and how it didn't really mean that much because, you know, they didn't win... Um, but it was a it was a tight contest, and yeah. you know Hearts I think are always fired up when the big teams come to town. And Andy Halliday, the old gen of the team, you know one of the players who's oh, done so cross. well, wasn't it? It was magnificent Fantastic cross for it's Josh Janelli, begging yeah. just for the full head on it. And you compare that to one of the worst misses I saw <laughs> last night right. at Livingston. I don't know if you've seen the replay, Craig. I saw that. Uh, yeah. BH going down the left hand side for Livingston, and when he put the ball in, I thought, oh. What a great cross. Anaku just has to tap it in. And somehow he put it wide from three yards. Oof. Just remarkable. Have you never had any, any of those kind of moments in your career, Andy? Oh, yeah. I was never that far And up. you just don't understand. How? It. Why? I, I can remember being even closer than that and putting it over the bar. Yeah. And I still don't understand. Did, it, did I take remember the game? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I remember the game. Yep. I was playing for Motherwell and... Uh, one one yard out. Yeah. How did I put it over the bar? I still don't know. Did it take a bobble? <laughs> there's no excuse. Oh, there's no excuse. Right, that's that's fair. But sometimes, as you yeah. say, it's just like uh, not that I was in that situation in terms of finding myself in front of goals too often. But yeah. we've. I mean, it's not the first time, and it's not the last time we'll see something like that that kind of happen. And as Andy says, there sometimes there's just no explanation mm-hmm. whatsoever. For you, was it ever an own goal or whatever? I scored. Oh, I scored a few own goals. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Which defender hasn't? But. Uh, well, yeah. again, but sometimes it's you're just unlucky, you know. If it's you know if you're sliding or, or you're going back to your goal, and if it's not you putting it in, then it's it's a striker that's on your shoulder behind you. But yeah, I've scored a few own goals. Did you play in the Van Vossen game when oh, the Dutch striker I know, I know uh, six uh, yards yeah. out blasts yeah. it? Uh, to be fair, him, I think it took a little Three half bubble. Did it? Uh, <laughs> are you related to Van Vossen? No, there is no fairness. Uh, well, that was a tee Big George Alberts has put it on a platter for him, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was a decent, it was a decent miss. Craig Van Vossen Moore is with us, <laughs> along with Alex Walker, who's here. Uh, let's hear from both managers. Michael Beale, four last night could have been many more. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I take away from tonight. We were sloppy in one moment defensively to, to go one 0 down. Really poor for us, to be fair. Then the reaction, brilliant. But we should score more goals. Maybe double what we scored, and and that's not being disrespectful. That's what the game looked like for me. And so yeah, like when we're playing with energy and we're playing close together, and and everyone looks like they're enjoying it, we have to keep that belief going. I think that's seven away wins in the league consecutive, which is not an easy thing to do. And uh, certainly tonight we can go home and be happy. And now we've got a big quarter final at the weekend, and, and our eyes are on that. Is there a moment last night when Rangers fans think Celtic have gone a goal down early? I know Rangers did, but Rangers were powering ahead. Yeah. Was there a moment even you thought, hmm, could it be back on? Look, I'll be honest with you. Before the before the match, the two matches, um, 
I thought if, if, if Rangers potentially were going to drop points, this could be the type of game that maybe yeah. they do that. Um, Celtic, I, I felt, would be comfortable enough. So I guess the answer to that question, when, when, when both teams went behind, uh, I certainly felt as if um, that, that Celtic would be able to uh, come over the top. Uh, there were doubts for me at Rangers uh, from, uh, I guess, you know, Michael Buell's coming. But pleasing thing was they did do that, Paul, and, and probably one of the strongest performances that's been seen for, for a long, long time. So I think now it's about trying to cement that as we see a goal um, that's sporting of equalised, which yeah. is a similar kind of goal that Arsenal I scored. I can't believe the goalkeeper, Matt Turner, doesn't come and take it. It's three yards out. Free header. And he stays on his line. That's why he's the... He's not the number one keeper. <laughs> I know. That's why he's Harsh. not the number one. Yeah, that's why he hardly plays. Is that what you're trying to say then, yeah, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Have you played in that stadium there in I haven't played Lisbon. in it. I have yeah. worked in it with the great Archie McPherson oh, commentating oh, on a yeah. game. So it is... Who uh, was that for? For STV? That yeah. was for STV. STV, yeah. yeah. Were you ever on the BBC or did you Never not? been on the BBC. No, never no. had that pleasure. Hard to break into the, <laughs> the, uh, the group of fine people there <laughs> at, uh, at Anti-Beep. Yep. And what about last night? Was there any moment when you thought it could be title race on again, maybe, when Rangers were going ahead and Celtic, you know, stuttering at the beginning? No, you no. just think Rangers and Celtic have just got too much quality just now for the rest. It'll be interesting to see the makeup of the Rangers team. We heard Derek, the Rangers fan earlier, phoning in and saying about, what did he say, four or five? Yeah, uh, maybe five or players. six. Maybe five or six he went for, uh, I think. It, it yeah, might but... be a bit more and if Craig's talking about reducing the... the I, sorry, wage bill. I, sorry on that and that's not like that that has been commentary that's come out of, of Rangers Michael Bill saying that yeah. he actually needs to go a leaner yeah. uh, squad which means reducing numbers yeah. yeah and there's been a lot of players that have been signed that just don't play and they've yeah. been injury prone and um, uh, you certainly need to honour players contracts but you need to get better value for money and you know Andy the players out of contract uh, in the summer Scott Arfield Stephen Davis Philippe Hollander Ryan Jack Ryan Kent Alan McGregor, Alfredo Morelos and the Tillman loan will be up as well. After the break, I'm going to ask you just now, would you sign Malik Tillman? There seems to have been a change in the last two weeks, maybe since around the cup final time. Would you sign the Borussia Dortmund loanee who shows such potential? What do you think? That's coming next. That plus, and speaking about his... 100 games. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. We were talking there about Malik Tillman, of course, on loan from München himself, Bayern Munich. Yep. Uh, would, if you were Rangers, would you sign him permanently in the summer? We'll come to that in just a second or two with Andy. And with Craig, we're going the lines in a moment or two. And Spostakoglu spoke about Celtic's win last night, 3-1, and he said it wasn't their best performance. Yeah, well, we weren't sort of at our floor and best. Um, you know, we just didn't really get into you know, a, a really good rhythm uh, from the beginning of the game. Look, you know, obviously we made quite a few changes, which always disrupts things. Um, so I've got to make an allowance for that. And, yeah, you know, there was at least you know, both our full-backs haven't played for quite a while. And, um, but, you know, we, we still showed strong mentality to, to get the job done. Uh, three really good goals, quality goals, were probably the highlight of the night for us. But still, still the nine points in it and the goal difference of, what, 27 Rangers making it one better because of the 4-1 win last night. Kyogo scored again his 25th in all competitions this season. Yeah, absolutely, and we still don't use him as well as we should. You know, tonight was a classic example that I got really frustrated that I just thought he was making some fantastic runs. And after 18 months, we should know, you know, 
the times that we're able to play him in. And um, but the, the beauty of him is he doesn't get frustrated, even though I do, and he just keeps making those runs. And you know, with both the first goal, um, you know, getting behind them and creating the chance for uh, Dozen, and, and the second one with his finish, he was outstanding again. Craig, it just shows you the standards. He doesn't let it slip, does he? No, well, again, like I said, you're touching on his frustrations uh, more than, like I said, um, Kyogo, who, you know, seems a, a wonderful professional, doesn't he? Not only is he, is he able to score uh, the amount of goals that he has scored this season, but he also, he can he, he can assist, yeah. he can create for teammates. Uh, but again, that energy and enthusiasm, uh, it becomes infectious, Paul, within, within the squad when you have players of that type. Very special player, Furuhashi. He's just been magnificent and that movement we all speak about, but he's finishing uh, ability and uh, I'm sure he will be the first to commend all the service that he gets. Right and left, doesn't really matter. Tremendous work rate, closing people, you know, leading that sort of press that others can eventually get involved in. He is uh, he's top drawer. The Australian, Ange Postacoglu, a second to two ago. And Craig, tomorrow morning, another great Australian will be on this radio station with Crofty mm-hmm. and Grado at breakfast, Who's who are that? off, uh, I'll tell you who it is. Uh, very demanding, <laughs> you two tonight. Bring back Barry <laughs> and big John Hartson or Stephen McGinn. He's not happy with you, Andy Walker, I'll tell you. Anyway, breakfast tomorrow morning, Alan Fletcher will be on. Now, what did he play? That's got to it's be Neighbours. Neighbours, absolutely. Neighbors. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go yeah. with Doctor. Oh. Doctor. Doctor. You're Doctor right, Ka- Doctor Kennedy. Ka- Carl Kennedy. Well done. Was it? Yeah, it was indeed. Yeah. I never watched Neighbours. It eh? honest. <laughs> honest. <laughs> well, you're, you're a home and away nah, man. No, no, no. I'm being a little bit sarcastic. Oh, I love home, home and away neighbours, neighbours back in the day. Yeah. Did you? Uh, everyone watched it here on the way back from school and uni and all the rest, Andy. No, but not you. No, I you don't have that knowledge. Were you watching University uh, Challenge? I don't know. <laughs> on twice a day here as well. No, twice What's a day. Yeah. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't get enough of yeah, that over here. Of course, they had the big goodbye last summer and. It's back, it's isn't back. it? Neighbours, so... Right. Give, give him my regards, yeah? Uh, yeah. Connor, Cumbernauld, tomorrow morning at breakfast. Um, not, not any of us, fine. Couldn't oh, have well. you who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, how are you doing? I not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, um, good. Delighted to get a good result last night. I think, especially, you know, maybe a few months ago, you might have expected us to do that to Hibs, mm-hmm. but Hibs actually had seemed to come a wee corner recently. Yeah. They'd been in decent yeah. form. Mm-hmm. And, and charging hearts down so I was expecting a tough game and then when we went behind especially in these away games you're kind of feeling the worst about it thinking right we need to get the response and, and quickly and I thought we did that I thought you know we, we dominated the game um, and thoroughly got the win of course it's frustrating that because of our, how poor we were in the early part of the season that despite the fact we're absolutely matching Celtic every step of the way they just will not draw points which means we can't even close the gap. Um, even though the league's probably done, even if you can close the gap to, you know, and lose it by less than, you know, maybe a couple of points or whatever, go and win a couple of firms, that'd be good. But they're just, to be fair to them, right now not looking likely mm-hmm. to, to slip up. Um, but I, I just think, and surely guys would agree, I think it is fantastic though, to that degree that you've got two teams at the moment who are just relentless in terms of getting the results that, that they need to get on, on the board. And, if it was different, we'd, we'd be having one hell of a title race right now. So, um, Andy, and they have a lot of yeah. for that. they're slugging it out like to heavyweights at the moment. Yeah, I think when any new manager comes in, there's a, a pretty immediate task in front of you, no matter what the gap is. You have to show that you can put a team together to beat your biggest rivals. And that is what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst did. He won that big game in the semi-final. 
and it led to Rangers getting a trophy and when Ange Postecoglou came in uh, I go back to that game I think it was early February and he'd made signings in that January window and Celtic blew Rangers away they won 3 nothing. could have been more and I think since then uh, you know his, his record in those games has been pretty special just that one defeat in that Scottish Cup semi-final so that's the task facing Michael Beale there's two more uh, certainly two more potentially three more uh, games against Celtic between now and the end of the season certainly two in the league and you need to win one of them Has he won over the fans? So when you listen to what Connor's just said and what you've said Andy Craig can I put to you has he won because we know there's been some discontent but what more could he do apart from beat Celtic in the final? Well uh, again I think now it's about it's about knocking out the, the consistency of not only not only the results, but I, I think the fans and, and Connor, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this. I think that the the confidence within the fans in terms of now there's been a, an unbelievable performance against Hibs, right? You've set the standards, right? Give those players, because I say there's only one game per week, give those players the opportunity to keep playing, keep growing, keep getting that confidence. Uh, and rather than limp home over the line in games, put teams to the sword. That was a pleasing thing about Rangers. Can they continue to do that? Because Celtic have set those standards all season, whereas Rangers consistently have not. What are your thoughts on that, Connor? I would, I would agree. I think so. I think they've got to, you know, ideally we need to get out of the habit of conceding first. Um, although actually, funnily, Celtic conceded first the last two games, but, you know, we've seemed to develop a habit over the last 18 months or so of consistently going behind in games, then coming back and winning them. Um, and it's great that we're finding a way to win games, but you know what was proven in the League Cup final, which is probably the one time that Michael Beale maybe you know did come under fire, um, was that in that occasion we couldn't rescue it because when you go behind against teams like Celtic, mm. they're not going you know they won't rest on their laurels at one. They will go and go for the, the juggler, and that's what they've done. They got the second, and that was it. So in that respect, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. I think it's, the, the defence has had a lot of chopping and changing over that period of time which hasn't helped whether it's been injuries you know players like Hellander or Balligan going mm-hmm. and you've brought in players like Davies and Suter who the first half of the season were kind of you know Suter's been injured Davies was in and out um, so things like that you know that consistency is needed because if you can keep putting together the wins and keep showing Celtic as well look we know you keep winning games but their heads aren't going to drop because you're not dropping points and we're not making up any ground we're just going to keep on going and keep asking the question, it then leads into a better mentality, I think, for next season, because that's what we have to do next season, because it'll be a similar style. Celtic aren't going to go and lose or drop points in many games, which means we have to do the same if we're going to wrestle the league title back. I think Beal's capable of doing that, but I think the board are going to have to wake up um, and actually back him a bit, because there'll be some players leaving, and he's going to have to get back and to bring some in. Don't get me wrong, I like Baskin and Cantwell. I think they've been Good start, yeah. So, what kind of money do you think, or what market would you go into? Well, I think Michael Beale's got to do similar to what Ange Postecoglou has done, go into the well that he knows. You know, he knows players uh, in the English game. He's got contacts, you know, whether he can get a couple of decent players in one for like Chelsea, or even those teams in the Championship who definitely have got players with enough quality can come in um, and, and do a job. I wouldn't actually be averse to seeing given the success Celtic have had, I don't see any harm in us maybe having a look and seeing if there's players elsewhere, maybe in, in the likes of Japan or Korea, 
you know, in the Asian game that we can maybe look at as well because clearly there's talent yeah. there. So what's the downside in that? Well, I was yeah. just going to ask you, Connor, would you, if it was up to you, would you sign uh, Tillman? Would you sign him permanently? I would, yeah, absolutely, right. because I think he's he's somebody that what's the cost there? Massive. We're not sure. Well, that's, th- that's four million ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Around that, so potentially, yeah, potentially. Ah, look, I mean, again, for me, if you were to ask me this probably three or four months ago, my um, answer would have been completely different to what I'd give today in terms of Tillman. Uh, and I think for the age of the lad, uh, in terms of the upside, um, in terms of the growth, and therefore the uh, the increase in value on the player, even if you had to spend five million. Now I'm not sure what the what that clause is, but even if you had to spend five million, if he goes on and, and performs for, for two seasons, Connor, for for Rangers, you're doubling the value. You're doubling the value just yeah. because of the age um, and playing regular football and performing well. If he does that, he's a, for me, he's a good investment. My opinion now would be that um, you can't sign every player like that in terms of based on uh, potential uh, because you need, you need to have a balance. There needs to be some hardened professionals that know what it's like to, to win Trophies, uh, so it's a, it's a balance that Rangers have got to get right. But Tillman, I would I would sign. And what about the Japanese market? Well, you know, you know what, the, the, a lot of people would probably say, and I don't can't speak on behalf of, of anybody in it uh, at Rangers because I don't have those conversations. But when your rival is doing something that has been rather successful, and potentially you go and do the same thing. There's a bit of that oh, well, yeah. a copycat kind of thing. And uh, look, for me, just go out and um, and have a look at good business opportunities at the right price um, to improve your team. Uh, for me, I, I, I don't care where those players come from. As long as they are good enough, yeah. as long as they improve your, your starting yeah. 11, which is first and foremost for Rangers, and it, they come in at the right price. So, Celtic have been creative. They've gone to the MLS, they've mm-hmm. got Johnson, they've been to Israel, yeah. they've got Abada. Yeah. They've been to Japan, obviously, with the number of players there. They've been to the South Korea, yeah. South Korea. They've and then been to the lower leagues in England yep. to get mm-hmm. someone like O'Reilly. So they they are covering a lot of bases. But you're dead right. It doesn't matter where you're coming from, but you just need more value for money. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically, Connor, what do Rangers need to spend to put them in a a, a better position to challenge next season? If I don't know what your opinion is in terms of the title this season, that if indeed it's done and dusted. Yeah, I think, well, I think if the title is probably done this season, yes, we could. If we if we were to somehow go to Celtic Park and get a win um, with another game at Ibrox to come, maybe there's a glimmer of hope, but you're still looking for prob- more likely a team with a heart. Sort of How much have we got to spend next season? How much yeah, do Rangers got to spend next season to be better? I think Probably somewhere around the £10 million mark. Yeah. Especially yeah. because if you're spending four or five on Tillman, then you're going to, you know, as you were saying there, look at that value for money elsewhere where you can bring in. And also, let's not forget, you're going to get money for other players that are going to leave. And we still get money. We got a Champions League money mm-hmm. this year. We also sold Calvin Bassey for was it, £25 million or whatever it was. But has that not all been taken up already? And accounted for? <laughs> and, you know, loans were Possibly, paid back? and. I think it's a good figure you come up with. Yeah, ten million. I think. I think, think that's, that's realistic. I think yeah. that's. I think mm. that's realistic. I think Rangers supporters. To get how many players? Well, I mean, three or four players. Three or four players. You know, like you might pick up something that that's that, that's on a that's on a free, and just because they're on a free, um, look, people automatically think that they're out of favour somewhere else, and that, that's not always the case. 
Um, you can you can pick up good quality out there. Uh, I think ten to twelve million is. is I've pushed another two million there, Andy. Ten to twelve million, I think, is yeah. a is a, a good amount of money that I think could strengthen the team um, to a decent level. Got a final question from me. Who's your best player for Rangers this season so far? Who would you identify if there was one player? Um, to be honest, I think so far our best player this season, I think, probably has just about been ranking only because although he's okay. maybe not scored the goals, his level of fitness and in recent times under real performances, he's been brilliant. Um, so would you keep him if you could? So if you could get him to re sign a new contract, you would say? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And if that meant, you know, you use money for getting rid of Morelos to do that, I'd be quite happy because I think he is crucial because he's that kind of, you know, Celtic have got Jota, We've got Kent. That's the kind of player he can be. And I think Beal is the man who can get the best out of him. Because last time Beal was there in a coaching capacity, we saw some of the best around Kent. And I think we can get it again. I would love to see, just to, to, to close this off here, Paul, I would love to see, um, and I'm sure Michael Beal and Kent are having these type of conversations. They're, they're, they get on well. Listen, son, let's sign a new contract. Go and perform for Rangers and then you'll get your opportunity to, to, to go to that next level if indeed you perform well and then that way Rangers can also get some money. But that, that's my take on it. I'm sure a lot of Rangers supporters would like to see that. Then that way they've still got, they've still kept a good player and they can still make some money. Juranovic has scored for Union. Versus Union. Yeah, <laughs> he scored yeah, over there um, yep, against San Gilwa. And West Ham are two ups. That's good news for David Moyes after a difficult weekend for them. Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show tomorrow night. Stephen McGinn, who has tuned in just now, will be onside Barry Ferguson tomorrow night. And that's when the cup action starts. Also in the league, in the championship, Queen's Park against... Cove Rangers tomorrow night as well as the cup game Inverness Cali Thistle against Kilmarnock 7.45 kickoff, and then Saturday 12.15 high noon plus 15 minutes Hearts against Celtic Sunday 1 o'clock Rangers against Wraith Rovers and then Monday 7.45 Falkirk against Air United the cup weekend you guys are keeping an eye there on events I mentioned West Ham 2 up I mentioned Union Berlin Juranovic scoring um, how's it going, Sporting and Arsenal? 1-1 at halftime. 1-1. Um, quite an entertaining game, Paul. Uh, two very, very similar goals. Uh, although, Andy, probably the Arsenal goalkeeper wasn't um, at his best for the equaliser for Sporting. Awful, but who, who's going to win it? Who's going to win this game? I'm no, going no, to, I'm, no, no, the cup oh, the itself. Cup. Oh, the Oof, cup at Europa good. League. Oof, I don't know. Give Man United? Yeah. Well, Man United at home. Are they play Betis tonight? Real yeah. Betis. Yeah, they beat Barcelona last they round. They did. Mm -hmm. They did. Um, and they Arsenal. They got a chance. They may need to find a way to 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 to, to bounce back after the humiliating defeat against mm. Liverpool. Mm. <laughs> oh my! Couldn't believe what I was seeing watching God. that. Astonishing. It, it was. It could have been so much more as yeah. well. I couldn't believe it. The captain, Fernandez. Would you have um, punished him for pushing the the linesman? Yeah, I think you overstepped the mark when you're... Mm. I know it was a slight push, but you can't... Uh, no. You just can't go near mm. officials like that. It's it's disrespectful. I mean, I, I know that players will always give a referee, maybe uh, a linesman, or an assistant referee, give them a hard time, but you can't push them out of the way. Mm. And also, what about not tracking back? 
Remember when he just let the player go, he just might had enough. I, unprofessional? I get it when you're playing lesser opposition. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, you can leave a player that's really talented with a lot of space mm-hmm. and he can hurt you. So if you win the ball, you can give it to him and he's got a bit of space to work with. But not against Liverpool. You need to, you need to play as a team. And the talented player has to be super, super, super special. Mm. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah. not. He's not. I think he's special. He's not super special. I think he's yeah, been I, special for United. Yeah, but not. he's not a one-man team special. Sorry, so maybe... Like, no, it's, okay. You know what I mean? Like a, like a world-class mm. type of player. You've got to be super, super special. Yeah. World-class, he's not. Bad night for Spurs last night. Tepid performance. They are... I mean, it's terrible. And they're saying today that Conte looks as though it could be all over. Are you surprised? That he's, I mean, he's just no. back from illness, but looks as though he's going to go. No, I'm not surprised. And uh, I think it's just a matter of time whether mm. they want to do it now. I think they're still a bit to play for. Yeah. I mean, Champions League football, That's, the yeah. top four mm. is still, you know, a huge prize given the automatic entry into Champions League. Mm. So uh, still a lot to play for. And you would need to be aware of how he is after his surgery, his illness, and if he's totally... He's totally fired up and, you know, keen to, to keep going. Looking to the cup games then, we spoke about Falkirk here, United. Just a reminder, Craig, you're going for... I'm oh, yeah, out of all four games, I'm going to go Inver- yeah, yeah. Inverness. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go Falkirk here, United okay, first Falkirk, of all. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to... Falkirk, I think, underdogs, yeah. but I've seen enough to, to like about Falkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so, just scared of Stephen. <laughs> no, no, and Stephen, and, and, and I've seen him sort of like in the middle of the park there and, yeah. and, and, and running running the show kind of thing. He's got some exciting players further ahead of him. I'm going Falkirk. You're going Falkirk. And Andy, you're sticking with your old team. Staying with the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, United. We're going back the way. Well, in fact, let's take the Inverness, uh, Kelly. What do you think? So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Derek McInnes is probably yeah. not going to like me when, when I say this yeah. um, because uh, he does every now and then dig me up from what I've previously said. But Kamarnock just away from home, form has not been great. I know it's a cup competition. Sure. I'm going in Vaness. Yep. Uh, does he win. tune into the show? It's good. Uh, well, cool. I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Sure he does. And Andy? Yeah. I, I'm going against them again. I'm oh. going for Air United and I'm also going for Kamarnock. There you go. That's yep. all right. And uh, Ayrshire double in the final. In the semi-final. In the semi-final. Yeah, that that would be uh, amazing. Although the sponsors, if they want it to go normally to a final. To get... Yeah, well, I, I can see Celtic Rangers getting through Kilmarnock Air. Yeah. You could have mm. a Kilmarnock Air semi and a Celtic Rangers semi-final. Mm. Are you going predicting the draws? Oh, you're going right through yeah, the draw as well. Yeah. To, all, all, all to happen. So, oh, look, I like it. I like yeah. a shock in the. In, in the cup, that's why I've gone uh, against you, Andy. <laughs> is, is there games. any possibility of a shock? On Sunday at your old club, no Rangers Wraith Rovers, absolutely no. not. That's what they said when Wraith Rovers played Celtic. And yes, but again, that was yep. that was incredible. I remember sure. um, those yep. those years. Um, but no, nobody I, nobody I sees it happening. I know. I can't. Sure, yeah, sure. What's your scoreline? What do you think? I'm going to go for four nil. Four nil, Andy. Yeah, I'd, I haven't seen uh, enough of Wraith uh, Rovers, and I think just the way Rangers are playing, they'll, they'll win it with a bit to spare, two or three now. Here's Michael Beale looking forward to the cup. Yeah, obviously it's a trophy that we won last summer, and uh, we want to retain it this year. We're in the quarterfinal, we've got a good home draw. Uh, we know how hard Partick Thistle made it for us in the last round, so it's important that our focus is right and that we don't come off the standards. I think tonight... The, the, the impressive thing about the team was the energy, certainly the front three in the midfield pressing. 
We've not always seen that. So that's a standard they're setting for themselves. And then the good play all comes off the back of that hard work. And I'm absolutely delighted tonight, but it's just three points. We go again on Sunday. Yeah, he was pleased though. Uh, delighted. All of a sudden, it looks like we like coming to Edinburgh because we were excellent away at Hearts. And, and I thought tonight it was the same type of performance. You know, Hibs played their part in the game because they tried to attack and go for us with energy. And I thought defensively we were fantastic. We picked up second balls. We pressed really well together from the front. And when we turned the ball and we regained the ball back, there was big spaces for us to go and play in. And I thought it really suited Ryan Ken and Fashion Sakala. I thought our midfield were excellent as well. All round tonight, that's a big step in the right direction. But our league form has been good. If you were betting men, would you say that? And Tillman, we spoke about him 10 minutes ago. What's your verdict on it, Andy? First of all, Malik Tillman, would you sign him this summer? I think it all depends on the price and I'm unconvinced. Okay. Greg? I would sign him. Yep. I would sign him. That was a dramatic pause there from yeah, Andy. I, was, I, was I, mean, yeah, more, yeah. I would sign him again. Like I said, yeah. He's young enough. Um, he's got an international career uh, in, in the making. He's got a name already from uh, Germany. It opens up that window again and also the, the, the English market. So I think they'll, the Rangers should sign him and they'll sell him for more money in, in the future. And uh, the biggest, well, the toughest tie of the weekend looks hearts against Celtic. I think everyone would agree yeah. for that game at Tynecastle. Everyone loves playing. Did you enjoy playing? Tynecastle? Yeah. Yeah, and that was a great Great place so to play, yeah, yeah, so close, good atmosphere, I enjoyed the matches there and they were always uh, extremely tough matches also. We'll probably hear from Ange speaking about it tomorrow, uh, final word from him is, is, him is about the 3-1 win last night. Yeah, look, um, yeah they, they're a good side and um, yeah, obviously they, yeah, they were quite aggressive in the way they um, they defended, it's just, again, I just thought we didn't really make really good decisions, um, you know, we just let's stay, stay calm on the ball and composed, we just rushed a lot of things tonight that, you know, maybe it's just the, like I said, the context of the game and the changes all made, um, but, you know, I think we just needed to sort of settle down a little bit and control the game a bit better, which I thought we did sort of the back end of the second half. Andy, it's going to be some game 12-15 on Sunday. What should we look for from Celtic? Were they going to start at 100 miles an hour or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Hearts will try and throw everything at them, try and get their noses in front again as they did last night, but just Celtic have a lot of quality. I mean, if you get the same type of game that we got earlier in the season, where it finished 4-3, I mean, my God, seven goals. And that was the introduction of VAR, of course, and there was a lot of controversy after that game. But um, I think Celtic will go through. And it's unusual the teams to get so much time off. You know, there's no midweek football just now. And we wish there was European football. Yeah, we yeah. wish tonight we were doing some of these of games, Andy. But uh, what will that mean for the likes of Greg Taylor being rested last night for Alistair Johnson? Well, I think Johnson and Taylor will come back. You're probably looking at uh, maybe one or two others, certainly. I think certainly Hatate yeah. is, is the one, the obvious one to come back. And then... The front three from last night, if Maida is is still fit, mm. then I wouldn't be surprised to see him start again alongside Abada and Kyogo. Celtic, I've got so many uh, goal-scoring threats from middle to front. Jota, Jota yeah. not coming back in? Not for me, no. Not for Andy. No. Well, I, I would yeah. play Abada in front yeah, of him. Start. I think he's in top form at the moment. The speed of him. Let's hear what the manager said briefly about him last night. Yeah, it's a knock. Um, hopefully um, nothing too bad. Uh, obviously, it's a short turnaround, so... We'll just have to see how he is for Saturday. If he's fit, it's a happy problem to have for Craig, isn't it? Jota or Maeda. Yeah. Maeda scored in the World Cup and Jota, Mercurial. I mean, that ball last night, I mentioned it in the first hour, it yeah. was magnificent. Yeah, but he's a player that um, he's always shown 
the talent that he has. Mm. He has a range of passing uh, and intelligence, which clearly shows shows again. And he can score goals, but I think also there's a willingness to want to work hard for the for the team. Um, so he takes a lot of boxes. Jota's is a very good player. And who do you think Celtic will be looking at? What chair is Andy? He did. He alluded to something a couple of days ago. No specifics, uh, but things will always change with Ange Postecoglou. He's in such a strong position. Which areas do you think would change over the summer? Uh, I don't know. It might depend on where they could, uh, you know, attract a, an offer for one of their players. I, I've said it before. Celtic are a club that always want to do business. If they're selling at, a, uh, sorry, if they're buying at mm. a small figure and they get offered a much bigger figure, though they'll always do business. So I don't, I don't think that phases them. So uh, I can see them signing again, um, maybe in the in the middle of the, uh, the park, maybe getting more goals. Mm. I think what Celtics, well, I'm assuming what Celtic want to improve upon is their record in Europe. Yeah. And they lose too many goals in Europe. Mm. Now, is that down to the players? Is it down to the style of play? Is it down to the fact they want to attack so often? Mm. But that's where I think Celtic can improve. Because it must be so difficult for all the teams, Celtic Rangers or whoever, to go from the Premiership here into playing Real Madrid or Liverpool, Craig, or whatever. I mean, it's quite a gulf in class. Yeah, but that's always been the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always been the case. Uh, you know, the, the domestic stuff to the... To the top end European levels, uh, there's always been a big jump up, uh, and you know the same kind of arguments that we've heard for many, many years. You know what you maybe get away with domestically, you get punished for in Europe. So it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Um, in regards to probably you know what what Celtic could do or may look to do next season, I, I touched on it before. I think O'Reilly is a player that that certainly there, there will be um, some clubs monitoring how he's going. Um, so. If an unbelievable offer come that was too good mm-hmm. to refuse, he might be one that fits that bill. Turnbull might get a little bit frustrated if he's not getting enough games. Um, but, I mean, again, they'll bring in one or two that will strengthen in the right areas and be ready to go again next season. And David Turnbull is a player that you know deserves game time, Andy, but it's so hard to see how he can break into that team. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm sure he's cutting a frustrated figure, not getting a great deal of game time, but he, he is someone who... You know, when he does come on, he doesn't he doesn't let you down. But I, I would be concerned if I was David Turnbull if this continues because he's at an age where I think he can offer so much more. For sure. Final point then, uh, looking forward to the weekend. No major shocks, either of you think, in the Cup. Don't think so? Oh, well, I mean, no, not in terms of the, the, no. the big two, no. No. And the other two? Yeah, I know, I know who you're going for, but we know who you're going for. Thanks so much, Craig. You'll be back next week. Where are you this weekend? What are you going to take in? Swindon v Carlisle. Right. You've got there a player you go. or two you're watching maybe well, there. Uh, Aussie owner the, of Swindon. The owner, of course, yeah. yeah. And nice. Andy, for you? I'm doing Leeds-Brighton. Right. Uh, looking forward to it. Leeds fighting for their lives. Yeah. And Brighton, I think, are always a good watch. They are, they're going for a European spot, which is uh, a real testament to what they've been doing there in their recruitment. And the manager, I mean, losing Graham Potter, he thought mm. they might have taken a bit of a hit, but Deserbi has been has been just as good. Cup days. That w- I was going to ask you, favourite referees during your time in the final 30 seconds? I, mean, I mentioned this during the break. I like the Hope brothers. I ah, like yeah. uh, mm. Dougie Hope, Kenny Hope. They were... You, you could speak Very to good. them and they could have a laugh with you. Better chat with them, yeah. Uh, you Craig. might even meet them on a Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, Craig, <laughs> but you? Your favourite referee? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. go for Hugh Dallas. Right. Yeah, I thought he was oh, a very, I, I thought he was a 
I thought he was a very good referee. I really did. Um, he had the respect of the players. I thought he was fantastic. Craig, thank you so much. Join us again next week. Andy, you'll be with us as well. Marvellous. Thank Looking you. Forward to Tomorrow night, Stephen McGinn gunning for Andy Walker. He's going to be here <laughs> alongside Barry Ferguson. We'll be live at five. Up next, it's the news and Joe Day. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.